for you and your life? Do you find yourself daydreaming about things you hardly ever get to experience? Do you set goals that you can't wait to achieve and then suddenly realize you're making no headway? You're not alone. So many of us are living a version of our lives that is less than what we deserve. We're ready for more, but the problem is we don't know how to get it. This podcast's intention is to fill you up with tips, tricks, and tools to unlock your motivation, get energized, and begin living a life of your wildest dreams. Let's do this. I'm Ashley, and this is the Sparks Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sparks Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Smith, and I am so excited to be joined today by an old friend of mine, Meg Riley. Um, We, fun fact for y'all, we know each other from high school theater. (laughs) So both managed to be in this wonderful world of wellness. So I'm super excited to reconnect with her and um, have her share all of her expertise with you. So a little bit about Meg before we jump in. She's been in the wellness and fitness field specifically in government, health, and wellness for nine years. She's worked at places like um, NIH, the Food and Drug Administration, Ronald Reagan Fitness Center, Drug Enforcement Administration, and now NASA HQ in DC, which is like super cool. And I'd love to talk to you about that. Um, She earned her Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology from the University of Maryland College Park. And she... um, is ACE certified health coach and ACE certified health coach, certified independent Octavia coach. Is that how you say it? Octavia, like mamma mia. Um, from the Center for Obesity and Prevention through Villanova and a Reiki 2 practitioner, which I also really want to talk about because I'm fascinated by Reiki and an ACE certified group fitness instructor. Basically, she does like literally everything. So we have a lot to talk about today. So thank you, Meg, for being here. Welcome to the Sparks Podcast. Hey, Ashley. I'm so excited to be on here and honored to be talking with you today about this topic of wellness. Absolutely. I'm super excited. So, I mean, there's so many different things that we could begin talking about here. So I would love to just start with um, how did you even get into this field of like wellness in the government space? And um, is that where you started in wellness? Did it start somewhere else? Like what's your whole story there? Yeah, sure. Um, so it start, started with knowing a really cool person at college. Um, around junior year when I took a group fitness class um, with the recreation center at University of Maryland, I had a connection. And after we all started getting towards graduation and people were getting different jobs, this particular girl was a year older than me and she was leaving. And so she let all the other fitness instructors know of the opening at, um, this was at FDA. So it was a fitness specialist position. And so I just said, yes, interviewed, um, and got the job. And what it allowed me to do was really apply the major right away when it comes to like fitness instructing. Um, we, I launched a brown bag series for wellness topics. I loved just getting to know members in and out of the fitness center and just meeting them throughout their workday and finding out, Hey, what helps you create a better quality of life and how, you know, corporate wellness is just, I love it so much because I myself, like, how can I find that balance in my day? So I loved um, walking along others' journeys and that's kind of where it all started. It then eventually went, um, I got promoted to assistant coordinator, then wellness coordinator, 
And what happens sometimes with contracts is this is different government sites open up and just have different job openings in the area. So if you're kind of invited to another opportunity at a different site, that's where I just hopped to the different sites and got to see those fitness centers and those employees. But it's, yeah, it's been such an exciting journey meeting so many people. That is so fascinating. So it's kind of like, is it like a branch of HR almost when it comes to corporate wellness? I would say, yeah, it's under that umbrella of your health unit, your fitness, and then EAP. Yep. Yep. And now I think so many people are realizing that, Hey, it's, it's such an umbrella. Yeah, it really is. Like we talk a lot about big picture wellness, um, and the stuff that I do that's that wellness isn't just fitness and nutrition and health, but it's mm-hmm. surviving at work. So I think it's so cool that you're doing this corporate stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is like, uh, what's your favorite part of working in the corporate environment? I like, again, the the interactions. I know a lot of us miss that right now. It would just be so fun. We had some of our regulars come in at lunch and take their favorite classes. Others really came down to the fitness center just to chat. And you could tell like this was their, this was their break from the desk. Um, currently my favorite is teaching a stretch class. So we have a virtual stretch class that might work and people are craving that 20 minutes of just stretching from their work from home jobs. And it just lifts their mood and changes the rest of their day. Um, leading it provides that for me as well. So that's one of my favorite aspects is the stretch class and then just educating through webinars and health ed topics, you name it. There's so many that people are interested in and that we have a library of too. So all of these places have like their own fitness center and that's what you typically would work out of not in COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so that would be big. And then you have some like in the basements and it all just depended on the size of the facility, but mm -hmm. that is so amazing. I just love hearing like these huge companies taking advantage of things like that and offering that to their um, employees. It's so important. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And do you notice that uh, employees really like love having that available to them and really utilize it? Yeah, because as soon as the pandemic hit, we realized the camaraderie of the fitness center was what we all missed. And so we tried to um, copy that in what's called the Microsoft Teams that I think a lot of folks are starting to use now. And like, how could we make that a group community setting? So yeah, my full-time job, we've incorporated something called the the channels and we try to hop in there live as often as possible, um, see their participation, answer questions, all of those type of things to just get that connection time. Um, But yeah, we have found people just crave it and and miss it a lot. So whenever we do get back, we're excited. But in the meantime, we're just creating that kind of community feel online. Yeah, I've absolutely noticed like in my own day job, we run meditations once a week-ish. Oh, yeah. And it's just incredible how much people even come to them still in the virtual setting because people just need a break. You know, we're all on. So that's super important that you're doing. That's awesome to hear the meditation. That's huge. And that's something I saw. Yes. You, I was just like, Oh my gosh, Ashley, this is so beautiful. I saw your post and listened to your story of meditation too. And your journey of how that brought you closer to yourself really and peace and calm. And that's, that's huge. I love that. Yeah. It's so 
it's so important to bring that into your day. I feel like, like, have you had any struggles like that? Having been working from home and all of that stuff to like maintain normalcy and your brain on like a good wavelength. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm finding that it's happening. I need it at random times, which is totally okay, but it's never like the, I don't know. I've tried so hard to have a certain time of day or, um, try to block a certain amount of time, but now being at home all the time, it really, it's whenever I need it, you know, maybe it's 10 minutes at lunch or an afternoon time, but checking in for mental health with a little meditation, um, just taking a deep breath and coming, coming back center. That is so important. and something that I definitely practice a lot throughout the day. Good. I love to hear that from people for sure. So you have like all these crazy certifications going on. <laughs> Do you get them like prior to beginning working for corporate wellness? That's a good question. Yes, I do. I feel like I'm a wellness umbrella to say it like a, a visual. Um, I, I'd say like, okay, to answer that, the first few, actually you needed some for the different sites. So Les Mills body pump, they needed um, fitness specialists to have that one. So that's how I got that, like with some of the group fit. Um, then it went into cycle and spin. So I tried these different modalities. Um, and over time, it was really about what interested me. So yeah, the health coaching, um, then it turned into the energy work. And then I've anything I didn't get a certain, I feel like I definitely tried. There's still more to try, but I definitely tried it out for myself to just add to the wellness toolbox, which is something I'm big on sharing to people. Just like try these different things and then you'll find kind of a couple, one or two things that really help you. And then you you know, you can pull out of your, your own wellness toolbox um, to help you throughout your, your wellness journey. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. There's so many different things to try. It can even be a little bit overwhelming. Yes. Mm -hmm. Where would you say, where would you suggest somebody begin if they're like, I don't even know what to do as my first step here? Sure. Well, I could speak from my own experience here with the health coaching. So I started taking it back to when I was a fitness specialist at FDA, when I first got my first job out of college. I found myself doing all the things, but really not connected to myself. So here I was teaching all these classes. I did love my job, um, but I was really like stressed out. Um, didn't wasn't in touch with my emotions. Wasn't healthy. I mean, you know, scale, and I just didn't feel at peace with myself. Just to say it, like um, that comes down to all the emotional things too, like people pleasing, not setting boundaries, um, all comes down to like self-worth. So I ended up trying a program that I saw my mom do. And what that allowed me and enabled me to do was to start with um, health and nutrition. And so I made a couple choices, tried the program, and I realized I was um, getting healthier and losing a little weight. But beyond that, so much more, it was like the ability to have the headspace for thinking about other things that turned into this whole self-development journey of reading different books, um, stopping people, pleasing, setting boundaries. I mean, there's so much I could go into, but confidence, um, checking in with, I mean, 
I would always just care so much about what other people were thinking. I think that's a lot of us. And finally, it just took so long, but taking a breath and like centering myself, what do I even think and feel? <laughs> so it's it just that emotional intelligence, um, seeking confidence coaches that matched my energy. I think that's super important if you're looking um, and just, yes, yeah, starting with one. So for me, I started with the health journey, the nutrition plan. So it was a one-on-one -on -one health coach and a structured program. You don't have to start that way, but that's what I started with. And that just trickled into everything else and snowballed into this positive transformation, which is why, yeah, I really call it health transformation because me and my clients, you always start with one area and then the, all of them. And that's my favorite part. All of the other areas of ourselves um, grow and develop. Um, and you, you don't know that until you really don't know that until you start the journey, right. which is scary, but it's worth it. Yeah. There's always like, I feel like a moment when you, the door opens and you see yeah. all the different things available out there to you, mm -hmm. which is awesome for sure. And I feel like it's so um, important to, to start with something like the nutrition and the health, just because like you're not going to feel better in other areas really until you feel really good and healthy physically. Um, yes. Yeah. Very important. And do you, so I'm curious when you started that journey on the program that your mom introduced you to, was that after you had already like gotten all these fitness certifications and done all this stuff in the Corporate yeah, it was um, after body pump one, I had already been teaching spin and step and I was teaching a lot, you know, and I love teaching. It's a way to, and as a theater girl too, like, it's just, it's so fun to be able to give that energy, but that's, there we are. I was giving, giving, giving all this energy. And at the end of the day, my cup was empty. So it just, it just, I hit this point where my mom just like mentioned she was doing it and recommended it. I'm like, you know, what do I've got to lose? Let me give it a try. Um, I am very stubborn. So of course I had questions. I was like, what? I know what I'm doing. I studied this, all of that. But when I, I guess saying this out loud, when I open myself up to help from another person, even just a little, um, it gave me the opportunity to really go to that next level. Absolutely. It's like when we kind of release the control, I feel like sometimes mm -hmm. putting on everything and just let somebody else help. <laughs> can yeah. Difference. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That came up again, a little down the road. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has broken their wrist snowboarding, but it, that was another lesson once I snowboarded and for the first time and I fell and broke both wrists. And oh that was a huge lesson was just, you can't do this all on your own. You need to be able to ask, you know, it's okay to ask for help mm -hmm. and to get guidance from someone else. Cause I literally couldn't write, couldn't shower for a little bit. Um, so that was a lesson that was, that laid into everything else as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so fascinating too, that like from the outside view, you were doing all these things right for wellness and fitness and health. And then it wasn't until you found your thing, like the thing that really 
made sense to you and the thing that did open up all your other doors into different areas of wellness. And I think that's so important because people can get so stuck on one thing, like what, like less mills works for that person. So why isn't it changing my life? I must just be like a total failure. Um, and it's totally about experimenting and like finding yes. what works. Yes. I love how you brought that up, that point of trying different things and not just getting stuck on one, um, being okay with like saying that that wasn't for me. And I'm still learning that lesson. You know, I love that you brought up that, um, you'll know when it's right and it's okay to keep changing too, but yeah, starting with that one thing that feels right for you mm-hmm. and going from there. Yeah, absolutely. So you talked about a couple of times your health coaching that you've been doing. Um, but we didn't talk about that yet. So let's talk about it. Like, what is that? That's not your day job that you're doing. Yeah. So, um, I I'm a certified health coach with Optavia and it's such a lifestyle program. So I meet with folks one-on-one for a health assessment first to kind of see exactly like we're talking, where's their starting points when it comes to healthy habits, um, we talk a little bit about the past of where they've been, but most importantly, like what their goal is, where, where would they like to see themselves? And then um, I share with them the four pieces and I can share, share them briefly here that, that really make the program different. And that is you get a one-on-one supportive health coach um, that's been there on the journey with you, um, that's been on there themselves and will guide you. Um, two is the community of like-minded people. So I'm sure we all know what that means, but private group, we have webinars every Wednesday, doctors on call if we need nutrition support, so much support all over. So the community piece is huge. Um, The third piece is the Habits of Health Life Book. So this is a journal to dive into your mindset, your behavior change. So when me and my clients aren't talking, they are writing in their own journal at their own time and getting those knowledge nuggets and the wisdom part throughout the week. And then finally, the structured nutrition program. So there are multiple programs. There is a weight loss one. There's a weight optimization one. We usually avoid the word maintenance, like you're always on striving towards something. Um, So we have a lot of balanced programs. And at the end, I'll give a recommendation and they can decide if it's a fit for them or not, but that is completely free that assessment. And so it's 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I love to let people know about that. And I have a lot of open times outside of the full-time job to connect and just see if it's a fit. Yeah, that sounds so lovely. And I love the community piece. Um, do you feel that your clients get a ton out of that? Yes. And more, I got to say a little more with, since the pandemic, um, in different ways, like pre pandemic, there were events, leaning green nights, health and hope nights. We did walking group, but since being stuck at home, the virtual groups, private pages have really blossomed. And so you'll see people commenting on each other's questions, um, with an exact answer or, Hey, I've experienced that too. So I do find I'm, I'm noticing they they love it throughout the week just to tap into that community and the calls too to just know they're not alone on this journey. Totally. Cause it can be such an isolating journey. I think getting started, especially in health and wellness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, jinx. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. Uh, have you heard of the Blue Zones? Yeah. The yes. I love the Blue Zones. I'm obsessed. I literally am going to talk about this on every podcast by accident, probably. But they, I love it too. Yes, they talk about like community and how important it is. So when Dan Butner is setting them up in different cities in America, they get those walking groups started. So I think it's so cool that that's something that you guys were doing because it's just a way to have a group of people that you might not otherwise have met or learn from or talk to and just realize you're all in this life together and getting through it. And I think it's so cool that you guys have that. Yes. I love the blue zones. And yeah, they say like, you're like the five people you're around, whether that's a sports group you did happy hours or it's not so popular, but your healthy community. So it's like, we really try to just have them meet their five or recognize their own five in their own life. So yeah, that's huge. And the blue zones definitely bring that up that family and eating together. Um, I, I have a lot more to read on that, but we learned about that at work and that was fascinating. Oh, it's the best. I've read like three books already. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Definitely look into it more, but, um, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Reiki. Cause I'm so curious about this. Um, I've done it, like gotten it done to me maybe one time. And I'm just curious, like, could you share with the audience what it is, what it's meant to accomplish? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Did you go in person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's energy healing and the Reiki practitioner themselves are, um, use their hands to grasp energy from the universe and to channel it to that person. And what I personally loved about it, having wanted to go in the medical field too, that's a whole separate side story, is that it combines medicine and energy work because over each of the organs is, um, over each of the positions for the hands, there's the attached organ and then there's an emotional component too. So it just like encompasses all this wellness. Um, there basically, I love it because you can kind of just calm, relax your body and notice where there's some imbalance. There's not dysfunction. We don't call it that, but just kind of recognizing, Whoa, like maybe my throat chakra for me, like that was closed for years or, um, my right leg pain versus my left side pain. It just, it's such a clue into what's going on underneath the surface. And again, it's not my job to tell people, Hey, this is what I felt on the the session. They usually end the session feeling so relaxed and, um, if there's a message that came up or something in intuition arose, of course, then I share that at the end, but Reiki is a fascinating tool. They use it in hospitals. One-on-one um, -on -one in person is best, but virtual, you can still receive that energy from a distance. So long as that person is like focused in on you and the client is open, they, they do have to be open to this. And there's lots of resources on what a first session is like. So I'm happy to share that too, what to expect on a virtual session, all those type of things, but it's nothing to be scared of at first. Yeah. I know, I know some people with the different modalities, it, it can be nerve wracking to understand, but I think if, like we said earlier, if you're open to trying something new and um, seeing if it's a fit, it's definitely worth it. 
Yeah, I've always been so curious to learn more about it, but I feel like it's a secret you have to unlock. (laughs) (laughs) Access energy. (laughs) Yeah, it was, no, it was having taken the course. I went to the um, New York Reiki Institute with a friend and it was just a weekend. We, we went for two days and we just learned all about it and we practiced on each other. And yeah, it was, it was neat. I always thought too, like, what is it? What is is it music? Like what is going on over there? But it was more simple than I thought. And um, yeah, yeah. You have to like learn something special or is it really just kind of like tuning in to yourself and yeah, you get, if you get certified, you get your hands attuned, they call it. Um, and you, you're blessed with like different energies from the master instructor um, and a lot of practice hours. Um, but yeah, I have learned so much in Reiki group and self Reiki too. It's really connecting to yourself, um, physical sensations. And it's so easy to do, for example, like even just putting your hand over your chest will calm you, whether or not you had your attunement to your hands, you can feel how that calms your nervous system down over your ears at night, just to kind of tune out everything from the day over your eyes. Yeah. So for me, it's like this natural, easy tool with your hands that can kind of help you touch base and get connected to yourself. That's so fascinating. And I love that you can do it for yourself too. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who's like, what the heck is that? Like, why would I want to do that? I would say be open, sort of like treat it like um, this, this comfort menu. Like if you were to go to the spa and get your nails done or get a massage or try acupuncture, I just put Reiki right underneath of those as well. Um, be open-minded, definitely let the practitioner know your preferences if you have some. So if you know Ooh, quiet for me is like, makes me nervous or something. You can let them know. And most often than not, they'll play music for you. Um, they'll have a candle. You can kind of let them know your preferences for the session and just being um, honest throughout. So if you feel uncomfortable about anything throughout, say something, but I would say, look around your area, see where there's some Reiki practitioners. If obviously if it's affordable for you too, And, um, big thing for me is always just matching that personality. So, you know, whether that's a phone call consult, getting to know them, or you've, you've followed them and you, and you know, you like them, that's what I would kind of trust, trust your heart with when you're trying this out. I love that. I'm going to have to go try it out now. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds so cool. So you have your corporate wellness stuff that you do, and you have this coaching thing on the side and you have this Reiki stuff. How do you like keep your mind on top of it all? <laughs> Cause I know I'm also doing a full-time job and a coaching business and it can be crazy. Like, how do you balance it? How do you keep yourself sane? Ashley, that's like a really good question. <laughs> let's see. Sane. <laughs> yes. Let's see what comes up first. Um, Oh, I'm like a wild, crazy, yes, woman, like just love, you can see my love of learning. And that's what I loved about what you shared. Like you love learning and that's where, that's where it starts from. It's like, whoa, I got myself, which is a great thing, right? So what do I do to help? Well, one thing I do is if I'm feeling that overwhelm, um, 
I like to get rid of stuff. I just find it just kind of naturally lately being home. I'll go through a pile of something, papers, old photo, um, old photo album and really go through it and like, Oh, okay. You know, do I still want to look at this every day? Like I've been watching a lot of the minimalist Netflix shows and just trying to get rid of stuff helps me feel more free. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, that's one little strategy. Um, picking up if I'm feeling kind of checking out mentally. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing to give, give myself permission to watch a funny show and not to think about everything else. Um, sometimes that is in the evening. Other times it looks like a slow, more slower morning, um, where I just kind of don't look at anything yet. Don't open anything yet. Maybe I'm journaling a couple thoughts. Um, but yeah, it's a process for sure. It's like a filtering, I would say, a filtering process each day. Like, whoa, where did I give my energy that day? What's still on this plate that is exciting me? And then what's on the plate that I could kind of get off, if that makes sense. Totally. And I love that you talked about getting rid of something or going through a pile. That's something that I think people don't usually think about as something that could be holding up space in your mind and your yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so curious. Now I want to go like go through all my piles I have over here because even like if it's just sitting there in sight, I notice a difference. Like when things are a little untidy, it just yes. makes something else a mess for me. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm like staring at that book or that pile of things and oh, but I'm supposed to be writing this email or getting ready for something for sure. I think how our environment's set up for both healthy habits and mind habits. Like it's so important to have that as tidy as we can make it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm still learning, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading this book for our personal development book club coming up that in which this woman talked about how Tara Schuster is her name. She talked about how um, you should keep your home dinner party ready. And it's something that I can't get out of my head now. Like it's just always there. So I'm sitting here right now. Like this place is not dinner party ready. <laughs> <laughs> just like if someone happens to drop by at the drop of a hat, um, how is That's it? Like, like I notice once I start actually making the bed and like making mm-hmm. sure that everything looks a little bit better, it just feels better, you know? It does. In our cars, like everything. And that's something my mom has always taught me. And now I'm like, oh, she was right. <laughs> so, Absolutely. I don't know why this question just came to me, but I feel like I really want to ask it. Are you a morning person or a night person? Oh, good question. I would say morning okay. when it comes to creativity and like just uh, easing into the morning, coffee, enjoying the morning and being creative. Now, am I ready to talk to somebody? Not always. That usually takes a little bit, but I was reading something the other day too, morning or night. And it was like, when are you most creative? And I would say that that'd be my most creative time, which is, it's a great question. It's good to know that um, for ourselves, all of us. Do you have there's... a morning routine? Hmm. I do like to, um, Oh my gosh, why am I blanking? Because there's so many things I love. I know. I, <laughs> Same way. I go through phases of like different people that I love to listen for guided meditations. So um, 
I'll go with um, sometimes binaural beats, um, headspace. Um, and then, so I'll try to listen to one of those. Now, am I laying down? Yes. So sometimes, you know, it's that discipline of sitting up straight and getting myself up. Um, and then definitely water, a big cup, glass of water and coffee. So yeah, lemon water and coffee and a good breakfast. Sometimes it's like oatmeal and almond butter and fruit. Other times it's a shake. I try to have something in my system in the morning and it's nice to get my walk in in the morning. Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but usually, yeah, that's how I'll fill the cup with mindset, something to eat, and then some movement, whether that's like a little walk or maybe stretching in the morning, yeah. but it really does. Yeah. It varies, but I do like to have that me time even a little bit. Yeah. I feel like that's the recipe for success right there is mm -hmm. mindset fuel movement for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. important to set up your day right also, because otherwise, like I know back when we were pre-COVID, if I didn't give myself that routine in the morning and you're just getting up and rushing out the door, it's like the whole day is shot. Yes, definitely. We felt it a lot more too, like, cause you're on the way. I felt that too. If I didn't, well, can't miss the Metro, but if things weren't in order or I didn't, you know, spend that time in the morning for myself, the rest of the day, it totally, and, and now we feel it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned like, sometimes you do get a walk-in, sometimes you don't. And I just want to circle back to that because I think a lot of people feel like they're not successful if they haven't done like their movement every single day, if they haven't stuck to their habits every single day. Um, what would you say to them about that? And like giving yourself a little bit of grace. That's the word. And I love that you just brought that up. Um, and that's, what a lot of clients have said to me. And I'm so happy they said that because it's been something that I've given myself. I was never super strict, but I went through a phase of like, oh my God, I need to do these minutes or I need to teach these classes. And who wants to live in that cage? And so grace gives you that freedom, really being compassionate. Like it's okay if you didn't do the morning slot get a few steps later on. I, I, you know, movement for me now is totally about mood. So I always recommend, you know, people just walk for mood too. That's at least my, my experience, but grace will allow you to not only forgive if you've, if you've shifted some choices that day, but it will allow you to shift faster, which is huge and not get in that shame guilt trap. So you can shift faster. Maybe that next morning, because you shifted, you can have a great jog or you'll be motivated to go out with your headset later on. But if you sit there and feel, so, feel sorry about it or mad at yourself, that is just a cycle that no one wants. So I always stress, yeah, that compassion and grace. Of course, it can go both ways. Of course, there's a spectrum. You could be like, oh, that was fine. I'm going to do that tomorrow and the next day, the next day. But I think it's that balance. And yeah, finding that shift, shifting your mindset faster will help you kind of do what's right for you in that moment. That's a good question. Absolutely. And with everything too, not even just like movement and routine, just being able to not let something weigh on you for the entire day when it could just be like, okay, I'm okay with this for right this moment. <laughs> We're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
little bit of reflection and then kind of like, okay, how can I shift? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just posted, this is going to be like a couple of weeks after I'd posted this, but I just posted an Instagram today about, um, your mindset, mind your mindset and exactly what you were just talking about, like how you have to, um, pay attention to what you're thinking, because if you're sitting there thinking like, oh man, I'm a failure. I'm never going to get this done. I'm never going to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Then you're not going to, and you're just going to be stuck in that spiral. Um, so do you find yourself, I know it's, it's a practice to develop the ability to do that. Do you find that over time it's become natural for you or is it still something you have to like consciously take time to shift for yourself? Oh, I love that. You're so good at this. (laughs) I feel like the grace when it comes to health and wellness, I've I've come a long way and I feel really good about that place. And that's why I love if you find you're listening to this and you're at a place you're not there yet, I would love to talk to you about that. And I'm still a work in progress, but I feel really great about grace when it comes to healthy choices and movement. For me, um, it's not as natural when it comes to discipline and focus and getting a a task done. So what I have found is that I have to help myself and it's been coming out naturally to answer your question. It's been like, okay, I can do this. So a little affirmation will kind of pop up and it's one that I need. And I, I try to just repeat whatever came up so I can do hard things or, um, I am a fitness wellness coordinator. I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's like, if if it came naturally from me, it was, it must've been meant for me to hear and listen and believe in that moment. So I try to repeat that, um, to get me through that task or that limiting belief. Um, yeah, throughout the day. I just so love that you said I'm a fitness wellness coordinator. That's something I want to bring into my practice as well, because it's like, what one of my limiting beliefs, and I'm sure a lot of people who are starting their own business or coaching practice or whatever are like, Oh God, I can't do that. I'm never going to accomplish that. But it's like, we are doing it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are So just saying it feels so powerful. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been happening. I'll say it's been happening and I'm kind of just kind of, yeah, working with it. And we, it's so true. We are the things that, that we do and that we love, we just get in our heads sometimes, me speaking from experience and yep. Totally. So if we could snap out and realize yeah, what we're doing and that we're great at it and all the, all the good. Um, Grace when we need to. Yeah. Like yeah. I went on a run and it was terrible, like <laughs> actually terrible. And I just got so in my head, you know, cause even for people who do coach and wellness, like there's times that you can't dive yourself out of something immediately. So I found myself going through a whole process where I was like, hold up, your body is walking still, it's breathing still, it's doing all these things for you and keeping you alive. So just because your run sucked is totally okay. (laughs) Yes. It's like the, you just reminded me, there's like the inner critic and there's the inner coach. And I feel like, you just reminded me of that because when I was on a jog once too, like, it's like, yeah, I have a coach and I believe in coaching so much, but my inner coach came out. It was like, you can go a little more, Meg, like you can push it. It's okay. And then if I stopped, it was like, okay, you didn't do many minutes, but you know, <laughs> and you coach yourself through it. So you just reminded me that I feel like we do all have inner coach in there I love and to that. use that. 
Oh yeah. I'm totally going to use that. Cause I think the critic's voice is louder sometimes mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. You got to remind yourself. It's like the two, the devil and the angel on the shoulder. Almost. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so much good stuff talking about here. I'm so excited for people to hear this. Um, but I want to be mindful of your time. So I would love to ask you a couple last questions here. Sure. So first of all, would you mind sharing with us what you're consuming lately in terms of like books, movies, TV, podcasts, whatever? Yes. Let's see. One of my music um, artists that I really love in the morning is Trevor Hall. He kind of has these just really calming lyrics and just take a listen if you haven't. And that just kind of when I associate that with my morning, it kind of sets the tone for the morning. So I like listening to him, um, a few books and, you know, sometimes for more spiritual, I'll listen to like Lauren Diego or Matt Mayer. Sometimes I'll do some worship music. It depends on the emotion, the mood. And finally, Jess Glynn is like an empowerment. Like I love her voice. She has a lot of good songs. So music, oh my gosh, all day, every day. Um, and being, then the next for the podcast, I like, I listened to Jay Shetty. He was the, he's awesome. Who else? Um, I went through when Oprah talked with Eckhart Tolle with a new earth. I I just love podcasts. Um, what else did I have on here? Our habits, a health podcast. So as you can tell, I like sampling different things, um, in different categories. And then books when it comes to books it's like anything personal development self-help i love because i I usually find a nugget to apply so Mm -hmm. heartfulness way healing spaces those were two i read recently um yeah like we talked about how our spaces are set up and they can be so sacred with a little bit of plants and candles and music and how that's important for our well-being um and the strengths finder enneagram all books about yeah just applying good principles for, um, to, to better, I want to say better ourselves, just kind of learn something and apply it as needed. Oh my gosh. My list of things to consume has grown so long now. Right. And when you hear from someone too, I wrote some from your other episodes too. It's like, when you hear someone say something, you just want to learn to add it to the list. And I love your music too. I don't know if anyone so far has brought up music and I love that you did because that's the thing that changes my days around. Like every morning I have a playlist that's motivation music and Ooh, yeah. a song that like pumps me up on there and do it every day. So I love that. You yes. That. Yeah. I love that. And that was just like three out of many. And I love that you said that playlist, like make your own and mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah. That's a good Actually, idea. A girl that I have uh, uh, interviewed on the podcast talks about in the morning, she listens to classical music, which is so fascinating. And she said that it's something apparently unlocks motivation in your brain when you start the day with classical music. So I tried it the other day. <laughs> Very <laughs> like, cool. Practice to develop, but. <laughs> yes. And it just goes to show too. Someone told me they do that at night. Like whenever they do classical music as they're getting ready for bed and like, yeah, whenever time frame, but that's that's awesome. That's fascinating. I love it. <laughs> cool. Thank you yeah. for doing those. Um, so my second question is, um, as listeners of the podcast know, Discovering Sparks was created to be 
um, kind of a platform where we can talk about things that bring you little, little sparks of happiness throughout the day that can kind of shift your mood when things are feeling down or difficult. So what are your little sparks that you like to hold on to whenever you're having a tough time? Awesome question. Discovering sparks. I love it. Um, I would like call myself like Meg the Explorer. So when I explore, I find joy. This means what the heck is she talking about? It's like on a daily walk, really just seeking out the flowers. First of all, like these beautiful flowers, especially when I lived in the city, they'd be just hidden in people's yards or um, I love flowers. So just seeing them makes me excited. I'll take pictures of them up close. Um, additionally, exploring that, that could be just like soaking in where I'm walking to from the flowers to the environment. Um, singing, usually on this explore walk, I'll be belting something too. It's such a release for me. It just makes me joyful. I think when I, I didn't talk about singing today, but when I'm singing, that brings the most joy. So um, I think finding that thing for you that brings you most joy and doing it as often as you can. And so walking and singing at the same time. And lastly is I found that like prayer doesn't have to just be at night over your bed with your hands together. Definitely if you want to, but for me, it's like prayer can be thinking out loud, singing again. And so adding that into my day too really helps shift my mood and remind me of the little joys of life. Yes. I love that. Do you have a favorite flower? Oh, I love um, roses. Oh. And then, yeah, like the pink kind of rose. There's some from Trader Joe's I got. That's like probably my favorite. Oh yes. I love, I'm a big um, daffodil person. Ooh. And I remember it's so cool that you talk about walking and finding flowers because that's kind of when I first started this wellness journey, that was like one of the big sparks was seeing the flowers. Um, and I remember, you know, kind of like asking for signs from the universe. It was like the yellow flower was the thing I wanted to see to know I was on the path. And I went on this walk and every single yard had yellow daffodils in it. I'm not even kidding. It was wild. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. There's a poem I'll have to send you too about daffodils. You just reminded me, but it, it's, it's so true. Like they're still and they're beautiful, which is such a lesson for all of us. Like be yourself, be present. And dang, I yeah. love that. They're still and they're beautiful. That is so deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. Okay. Last question. If you um, could give a short couple sentence pep talk to somebody who's looking to get started on their dreams, pursuing their goals, but they're just having a, a struggle of a time, what would you say? I would say take messy action, girl. Get, for, get out of your head, into your heart. Remember why you're here. Follow, follow the things you love and take messy action. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to know always the next steps. But by taking the action, you're going to experience all you need to know and everything's going to unfold as it should. So that was a big thing for me. Get out of your head. You can know all the things and learn all the things. But if you don't take the baby steps, whether that's signing up for something or doing something that's uncomfortable, it's going to be harder to move forward and feel like you're moving forward. So take messy action. I love the messy part of that, too, because I feel like. You almost need permission to not be perfect. Sometimes it feels like, so that's so great. Just get out there and do it. Who cares if it's not perfect right away? Yeah. 
Absolutely. And thank you for helping me realize that too. Like, I love that you have started this program and this podcast and so inspiring, Ashley. I'm just so excited that we got to do this together and you inspire me and it's just so exciting to be connected. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us here. We have so many amazing nuggets we learned today and I can't wait for people to hear it. And for people who have listened, where can they find you online? And if they want to reach out to you about any of the work that you do, how do they get in contact with you? Sure. Yeah. So if you go to Facebook, I'm big on there, just Meg Riley. Um, I have a lot of posts on there and I have a, a, sh- a small group I just started that kind of talks about all these topics and you can sample things and the tips and then Instagram Meg Riley health. Um, that's also where you can find me and you can set up a free consult, a chat about health assessment or Reiki or just self-love and um, finding your way and your voice. Perfect. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes of this so people can go there and find it all easily. Cause I'm sure there's a bunch of Meg Riley's in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Same problem I have Ashley Smith, but <laughs> cool. yeah, that's true. There is another artist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so lovely. I love chatting with you and thank you for sharing all of your experiences with us. Thanks for the opportunity. This is so fun. And everyone, Be yourself and take care.